Samastana Dashinato Yatra Narayana Swayam Atarma Prishtato Yasman Mityur Loka Bayankara Dharmaha, religion, stanat, from the breast, dakshinataha, on the right side, yatra, wherein, narayanaha, the Supreme Lord, svayam, personally, dharmaha, irreligion, prishtataha, from the back, Yasmat, from which? Mrityuhu, death. Loka, to the living entity. Bhayam Karaha, horrible. Translation and purport by Srila Prabhupada. Religion was manifested from the breast of Brahma, wherein is the seat of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Narayan. And irreligion appear from his back, where horrible death takes place for the living entity. Please repeat. Religion was manifested from the breast of Brahma, wherein is seated the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayan. And irreligion appear from his back, where horrible death takes place for the living entity. Report. That religion was manifested from the place where the personality of God it is personally situated is very significant because religion means devotional service to the personality of Godhead as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita as well as the Bhagavatam. In Bhagavad Gita, the last instruction is to give up all other engagements in the name of religion and take shelter of the personality of Godhead. Srimad Bhagavatam also confirms that the highest perfection of religion is that which leads to the devotional service of the Lord, unmotivated and unhampered by material impediments. Religion in its perfect form is the devotional service of the Lord, and irreligion is just the opposite. The heart is the most important part of the body, whereas the back is the most neglected part. When one is attacked by an enemy, one is apt to endure attacks from the back and protect himself carefully from the all attacks on the chest. All types of irreligion spring from the back of Brahma, whereas real religion, the devotional service of the Lord, is generated from the chest, the seat of Narayan. Anything which does not lead to the devotional service of the Lord is irreligion. And anything which leads to the devotional service of the Lord is called religion. Jai Prabhupada. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyan Anjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Vansha Kapa Trubhyascha Kripasindu Bhevacha Patitanam Bhavane Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Namaha Namaste Jivanandaya Dasaya Banacharine Prabhupada Vlabhaya Snigda Sila Vinodine Ajnana Dvantagramanam Paschate Patitatmanam Gana Guru Taya Chitta Harine Chakshashe Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swami Niti Namine Namaste Sarasvati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishrisha Srinivari Paschatyade Satarine 
Jai Sri Krishna Jaitanya Prabhu Nithananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Sadi Gaurabhatavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare I welcome all the devotees today, especially Krishna Mrita Mataji. We don't get to see you very much. Chaitanya Oh, I'm so sorry. Chaitanya Mrita. And Sumitra Mataji, we're glad you're here in Tucson with your son. We've had your husband all to ourselves for so long. <laughs> so I'll just read the verses one more time. Palastya was generated from the ears. So Lord, Lord Brahma is, is creating. Angira from the mouth, Atri from the eyes, Marichi from the mind, and Pulaha from the navel of Brahma. Religion was manifested from the breast of Brahma, wherein is seated the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayan. An irreligion appeared from his back, where horrible death takes place for the living entity. So actually, we have a lot of experience with this back of the Lord. Pretty much most of what we deal with in this world, until we become devotees, is that backside. That backside of the Lord is, is situated in darkness. And there is no good qualities to that darkness. Because the Lord, Lord is situated in the heart, and He is fulfilling the desires of every person. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Yeyata Mam Prapadyante, Tamsataiva Bhajamyaham. That as every single person, living being in existence, approaches Krishna, Krishna is reciprocating. And our experience here is that Lord Sri Krishna is reciprocating with us, desiring to turn our back to the Lord. So that backside is filled with darkness. So it's the Lord, but we may not know we're looking at the Lord, but it's the Lord's external energy. Um, so the soul is experiencing the Lord's love. The Lord never abandons that love. It's interesting, I looked up the meaning of what, what a heart symbol means. Have you ever thought about that, what the heart means? And there's a lot of different theories, and they said the origins was kind of difficult to, to understand what that means. But somehow I had this idea that if you, if you take that heart and you flip it around, it's like two individual people. When you have the heart together, you have two people facing one another. And when you flip it, you have their backs to one another. So this situation is that disconnect of love where you have people who are supposed to be in love Krishna and the living entity and you have them turning away from one another actually Krishna doesn't turn away 
Krishna is still facing us, but we turned away from Krishna. Therefore, there's darkness, and the reciprocation we're receiving from the illusory energy is based on what we put out, what we put out into the universe. What we put out, we're receiving back. And because the root of that is, is turning away, is a selfish activity, then that selfish um, reaction comes back to us. Everything in, the, in existence is actually sentient, but we have to forget the value of everything when turning away from the Lord. In other words, something that has intrinsic value becomes valueless. This only value is, is, is meant for um, sense gratification. So Prabhupada describes um, the living entity being covered by like two garments. And one garment is the coat, the overcoat, and then the shirt. So the overcoat is like the subtle body and is thicker. The, the subtle body is thicker because the subtle body goes with us beyond death of the body. And then the, the shirt is like the gross body. So both of these coverings are over the soul, over the atma. So Prabhupada quoted this verse from Bhagavatam, um, from the second chapter of, of the first canto, where the sages of Namasaranya are, are asking Sutta Goswami, what is religion? What is the perfection of religion? What does religion mean? And he says, Savai pumsam paro dharmo yato bhaktir adhoksuje ahoituki apatiyata yayatma suprasiddhati So the supreme dharma for everyone is that by which loving devotional service for the Supreme Lord is awakened. That devotional service, in order to satisfy the self, must be unmotivated and uninterrupted. So, yayatma suprasiddhati, this bliss of the soul cannot awaken when there's a covering over the soul. This overcoat and this, this gross and subtle body of material energy. So Prabhupada describes that dharma has two meanings. One is the essential characteristic of something. And the other is duty. So if the essential characteristic of the soul is surrendered service, and he describes, then the duty of the soul is to serve. And if the soul is not serving, that means that the duty is to awaken that service attitude, to, to begin serving. And, 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 and Prabhupada gives the definition of Dharma as that which sustains our existence. So it's interesting, and that's why this is, this is a world of, of, of death and sorrow, because actually, death means there's no life. And so that which sustains our existence is the soul. Now without service, without the soul rendering service, there's no life. You see? It's just, it's just empty. It's simply death. It's an illusion of being alive. And so because our nature is service, Prabhupada said, just like a typewriter. A typewriter is always making the same sound, Prabhupada said. 
It doesn't matter where you take it. If you take it to heaven, it still makes the same sound. So just like that, the soul, because our essential quality is to render service, then wherever we go when we're in this material world, we also render service. That's how we behave, by rendering service. So the question is then, who are we serving? And so Prabhupada is giving us, this is talking about how religions spring from the heart of Brahma. So Prabhupada is giving us these highest truths of the soul. He's not giving us um, subsidiaries to the Vedas. He's giving us the essence of the Vedas, that which satisfies the soul, yayatma supersedity, to awaken that essential quality of the soul of service to the Supreme Lord. And so because yatma supersedity, the nature of the soul is to be satisfied in connection to the Lord through service, if we're not experiencing bliss and happiness, that means we have to question the, the intention of our service and the quality of our service. Why are we serving? What's the nature of this service? And dive deeper into being a servant. Um, servant means to please Krishna and to, please, to serve Krishna for his pleasure. And so, to examine what is the intention behind our service. Are we serving the Lord for His pleasure? What pleases the devotees? What is in the Lord's heart? Sadavo ridayam mayam sadunam ridayam tuham mananyate najananti naham tebyo managapi Krishna says, Sadavo ridayam mayam, the devotees are in the core of my heart. And I'm also in the core of their heart. My devotees, they know no one except for me. And I know no one but them. So as Krishna is serving all the living entities, a devotee who awakens their dormant service attitude and love for God realizes that the essence of bhakti yoga is to serve the devotees, to serve the living entities. This is the essence of our life. It's the essence of the Krishna consciousness movement. And this means turning back to the Lord. If our back is to the, to the Lord, turning back means to recognize that every single living entity is important. That every, everything is a manifestation of the Lord's love. The Lord is always serving us. The Lord never abandoned service to us. I'm, he's simply serving. And it's interesting, this amazing quote by Srila Prabhupada, he says, the relationship of servant and the served is the most congenial form of intimacy. Did you all catch that? So the relationship of servant and the served is the most congenial form of intimacy. So in other words, intimacy means to come close. Intimacy means to connect. And Prabhupada is saying, the most congenial way to do that is to to render service. So this one statement actually can enlighten the whole world. Because what is everybody's struggles is that everybody's struggles is when they get into relationships. The idea is to attain gratification and satisfaction from the other. 
But when two people interface, they come face to face, they connect, and the idea is to serve the other. This changes everything. This is turning back to our essential quality. And when that's done within the scope of devotional service, then that completely satisfies itself. Yayatma suprasiddhati. That cuts through the illusion of wanting to be master and instead awakens that loving nature of the soul to serve, to realize their essential quality and to engage in the essential duty of the soul to engage in service. So the whole path of religion, see this gets to the heart, this verse gets to the heart of it, and Prabhupada is succinctly stating what religion is. Um, it says, all types of irreligion spring from the back of Brahma, whereas real religion, the devotional service of the Lord, is generated from the chest. In other words, this is getting back to the heart of things. What is the essence of re- the religion? Religion means to know and love God. That's what it means. It doesn't mean uh, religious rituals or, or, or extreme knowledge study of the Vedas, extreme austerities. It doesn't mean going on pilgrimage. These are all subsidiaries. So then what, is, what does Prabhupada say uh, further? He says this is the nectar of devotion. He says, Krishna becomes obliged to the loving spirit of the devotee and not exactly the service rendered. So this gets to the heart of the matter. Krishna is looking for that loving spirit, to awaken that loving spirit. Um, there's a famous story in the, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita where Lord Chaitanya, he goes on tour, he goes on pilgrimage. And he visits his, so many holy places. And he is such an attractive, magnanimous, beautiful, and um, supremely blissful person that he's attracting people and the thousands, hundreds of thousands of people he's attracting. And he's also attracting people that want to challenge the Lord. Because in this world, any, any great person, anybody who has any position or is powerful, challengers are sure to be there. And so Lord Chaitanya was destroying all their philosophies. He was getting to the heart of religion, what we're talking about here. And he was negating all of their arguments they were coming up with what is the highest um, principle of religion, or what is truth, what is the meaning of life. And so then, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he arrived in Rangachetra. And in that place, there's a deity called Ranganath. And the Lord stayed in that place during Chaturmasya for four months. And there's a beautiful pastime that took place there. It's a famous pastime. Where every day this Brahmana would be in the temple and he'd recite the entire Bhagavad Gita every day. But he couldn't pronounce the words properly. And so people would criticize him. And they would actually make fun of him. It's interesting what takes place in supposedly holy places, isn't it? 
They would criticize him and make fun of him. And they would laugh at him. But do you know how it affected him? It didn't bother him at all. Why is that? Was he, was he feeling resentful? Like, oh, they're being so mean to me? He didn't even, he didn't even consider it. Why? Because he was experiencing yayatma suprasiddhati. He was experiencing this bliss of the soul within. And so, although so many people were criticizing and making fun of him, he had ecstatic symptoms. And Lord Jaitanya approached him and said, what are you reading from Bhagavad Gita that gives you such symptoms? It's said that the Lord was very joyful in his heart seeing this Brahmana. He said, what are you experiencing? He says, oh, I'm, sir, I'm illiterate. I can't read. I can't, I can't understand what I'm reading. And I can't pronounce most of this correctly. He says, but when I'm reading, I'm simply thinking about Krishna on the chariot of Arjuna and how beautiful he looks as he's describing Bhagavad Gita to Krishna. And my spiritual master, he told me, he told me to read Bhagavad Gita every day. And so I'm simply following his, his instructions. And you know what the Lord did? The Lord embraced him. And he was in ecstasy even further, and he, had, he was crying. And then he embraced the Lord's feet, and he was crying, embracing the Lord's feet. And you know that he, at that time, he stayed with the Lord for four months. Personal association with the Lord for four months further. And he became a great devotee of, of Lord Jaitanya. So Krishna is bhavagrahi janardana. He simply wants our love. And he states that in Bhagavad Gita, Patram pushpam phalam toyam yome bhaktiya prayachati tadaham bhaktiya paritam ashnami prayatatmanaha. Even if you offer me a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water, I'll accept it if you put your love into it. He's looking for the love, loving reciprocation of the living entities because the Lord has never forgot. Lord has never forgot how to love. We forgot how to love, but Krishna has never forgot how to love. Krishna is loving everyone, and that's why Krishna remains in the heart of every living entity. How can you be so close to somebody if you aren't expressing love? So Krishna is facing us within the heart, and we've turned our back to the Lord. So, therefore, we are, we are experiencing horrible death in this world. Horrible death, because we're living in an illusory reality. And one aspect of, of awakening this, this dormant love for the Lord is to have faith. One of the initial steps of spiritual life is to have faith. And I'd like to um, recall something I heard recently from Rida Ananda Maharaj. We have two uh, Acharya Dev's disciples in this room, actually. So for your pleasure, I'd like to recite what I heard from Acharya Dev. So he was at the question and answer booth in Los Angeles. Did either of you see this? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. So he was describing how 
people who are, who are on the empirical platform and are trying to decide what is true through the empirical process, they, they have to accept um, some principles that they accept as fact, although they could be deba debated. So the idea is, is that, as Aristotle said, there can be infinite proofs to something. Like, we can question more and more. You know, it was it causation or was it correlation? Did this really cause this? Is this the real situation? And then Charlie Dave described, he said, in other words, we can't even prove that everything that we're experiencing isn't just taking place in our own minds. We, so we have to, um, and then he, he quoted Aristotle again, he said the solution to this given by Aristotle is that there has to be some, some truths that are established, that are accepted. And those truths are, are based on um, an experience. So, so this experience is, is accepted. And he described how in science you have these specialized scientists and people who are in the field of science, they accept these specialists, what they're saying. I accept what you're saying. This is because you are an expert in that. Although, if they wanted to, they could, they could debate it. And that's, the, that's what the field of philosophy means. It means to come up with something new, to debate, to make an alternative perspective. So he says, in the same way that these truths have to be accepted based on somebody's experience, their type of experience they have, throughout all time, spiritualists have had experiences of God. And these experiences, they give rise, just like in the field of science, to particular results. Particular results are derived from those experiences of God. And so, accept, accepting this fact, proceeding from there, we can see what are the results of connecting with God, with approaching God. And especially, what is the result of awakening our dormant love for God? And so, Prabhupada, he states, if you have developed your sense of love for God, you have actually followed religious principles. But then Prabhupada, he says, then one may question, how do you know you've developed your love for God? He says, you know if one, it lasts, if it lasts, it perseveres. Another is, it, it's not motivated by anything besides wanting to connect with Krishna, wanting to serve Krishna. There's no ulterior motive there. And the third is, we develop this sense of longing for the Lord. That's, that's the real test. To what degree has this affection this longing for the Lord developed. Like Lord Jaitanya in the Mudo Srimati Radharani was saying, Lord, your separation from you, it feels like 12 years or more. Lord, I, I'm feeling all vacant in the world in your absence. I'm crying torrents of rain because of your separation. So we can see the proof through the experience of so many souls, and we ourselves may have experienced different symptoms of love of God. 
so we can understand that that experience is real. That experience exists. And it actually is who we are, and it is what will make us happy. And we can, we can awaken to that by realizing the essential um, nature of what Krishna desires from us. And we can see that through the lesson of this Brahmana. What did he do? He simply followed the instructions of his guru. His guru said, I want you to chant Bhagavad Gita every day. He didn't argue and say, Oh, Guru, Dave, I don't know how to read. I'm illiterate. He was a simple-hearted devotee, and he followed the instructions of the Lord. And he remembered Krishna. So Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, he said, you should always think of me in the form of Krishna, and at the same time, carry out your prescribed duties, with your activities dedicated to me, your mind attached to me, and your intelligence fixed on me. You will attain me without a doubt. So this is the lesson of the Brahmana that he engaged in reading the Bhagavad Gita, but he didn't just recite the Gita. He was thinking of Krishna. So therefore, Lord Jaitanya said, you have understood the real essence of the Bhagavad Gita. This is what the Bhagavad Gita is all about. Like the goal of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, I am the goal. And Prabhupada is quoting this verse, 1866, Abandon all other goals, all other processes, and surrender in love to me. So the Brahmana is living that. Isn't that wonderful? He's absorbing in Krishna, and he's following the orders of his guru. This is the essence of Krishna consciousness. And he was so absorbed in his love for God that he wasn't affected by so many things going on around him. So when, when yayatma superseded him, when we develop this bliss of the soul, then we'll be really protected. Because when we're really happy, then we'll be fixed. And we won't deviate from the Lord's lotus feet. Because there's no other happiness that can match serving the Lord. Being situated in the Lord's lotus feet. And this can be awakened just by a humble mood of service and having faith. Krishna says, for the doubting soul, there's no happiness in this life or the next. So just by humbly serving and having faith and just remembering that happiness comes from pleasing um, those who are dear to Krishna. And who's dear to Krishna? Everybody. Right? So that's, that's the way to awaken this bliss of the soul. And I pray your blessings to be able to do that. <laughs> so, Hare Krishna. Is there any realizations, questions, discussion? Yeah.
Well, I, uh, thank you. Um, one thing is to recognize is that it's Krishna's fault. It's Krishna's fault. Krishna's making us happy. So, so the problem the problem derives from from Krishna. So, we can see that. Um, but a couple of ways to look at it is that we're trying to reach people's heart, and it's said that somebody who's on a, like a, a high platform of Krishna consciousness should try to sometimes reach people on their level. So you might see some people, you're happy, but they're, they're experiencing suffering. So sometimes we have to get sober to reach somebody. And we have to kind of try to relate to people on their level to help give them Krishna. So that's one thing to consider. Another thing is like, it's confidential. Like it's a confidential um, situation. So we also want to be careful to, to treasure that and keep that hidden in a way. In a way, not, not that we, of course we can be happy and blissful, but we don't want it to be um, misinterpreted for something um, mundane, like you were saying, like maybe you're on drugs. <laughs> we don't want it to be made into something mundane. Because that that's actually painful for a devotee. Because a devotee is experiencing something very sacred and is taken to be something very um, trivial or mundane. So, so we kind of have to be conscious, I guess, of the environment we're in. Like who, who we're with, how they can appreciate maybe what I'm experiencing and how I can, I can reach them, how I can reach out to them and help connect them, because I want them to experience the same happiness. And that would be a great service to Krishna, by helping to connect them. Um, it's kind of like Daruka, he was on the chariot, he was fanning Krishna, and he had ecstatic symptoms, and he was thinking, oh, this is, this, this is getting in the way of my service to Krishna. So he was frustrated at his own ecstasy. <laughs> so, I guess kind of staying focused. Um, I also remember Prabhupada, Someone was saying, Prabhupada, why do you always look very, very unhappy? Prabhupada says, you don't know what ecstasy looks like. So he's, he's, he's experiencing 
ecstasy, but it, it may be very reserved. It may be very reserved. It may be hidden within. So, yeah, is that helpful? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I think uh, from the life of Ramana, who was in Ramana's temple, he was <coughs> experiencing the superciliary by simply seeing the book Bhagavad Gita, not even reading the literature. So when he was made fun with um, by his parents reading, he was not disturbed and he was not making any complaint to them. He was all the time uh, happy. So we can see in our life that if these things sustains that we are always composed with all the situations in our surrounding and the happiness is still continues. Yeah. And we can think that this is real happiness. Yeah. I'm enjoying my life with Krishna. Mm. But if this thing distract me, this thing distract me, and then he disturbed me, huh? I make a complaint, uh, so many that time. Mm. We are not complete Yeah. Ramana. Nice. Life of Ramana. <laughs> Thank you. Anything else? Gantaraj Shima Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Thank you, Mataji.